0: listening to something weird. I'm your co-host Anna and this is Brooke.
1: Hello. Here you'll find semi-regular dialogue on all things paranormal or even just a little bit weird. We're lifelong friends who've had an affinity for the strange since we met and now we're here to explore these phenomena with you.
0: Each week one of us will dig into a paranormal tale as we ponder the question, do we want to believe? And this is my week yet again. Yay. Yeah, it's been a tough uh, start to season two, because we lost my last episode entirely.
1: <laughs> and I lost your episode.
0: It, this is a partnership.
1: And then my audio didn't work. I've been fucking up pretty bad.
0: You know, but I've also had the last uh, episode to edit for a good three days, four days, four days.
1: Life is busy! We're in no rush. <laughs> I don't think anyone is sitting on the other side tapping their fingers waiting for an F to come out.
0: Clamoring for their their paranormal storytelling.
1: Anywho. Um
0: we've explored creepiness and ghosts and the paranormal in um, like video games specifically and technology in the past. Uh mm-hmm. And it's really kind of started infiltrating so many different aspects of life, just kind of the creepiness factor of, you know, like Black Mirror episodes and even creepypasta, that's just such a norm now. And another episode, well, the one that we also didn't, didn't use, the Snapchat murders. There's so mm-hmm. much surrounding technology now. Um, it's involved in so many different scenarios. And of course, some of them are going to be negative and scary. It makes sense, though. And Steve Parsons, a member of the Society for Physical Research and a physicist who has also been a paranormal investigator for the past 40 years, says, theories and speculations consider that ratios and telephones are already direct voice communication devices, which renders the possibility that if connections could take place, those would be the most obvious and likely methods to be employed. Ghosts? Yeah, so it's like you al- already those, were already using radios and telephones to communicate with each other. Mm-hmm. So that just makes sense that if we were going to be speaking to any other entities, then yeah, why not through that rather than like a, you know, a, a Ouija board or something mm. like a phone mm-hmm. is meant for that. So he continues... Okay. When, for example, the SETI project, astronomers and scientists were looking for evidence of alien life forms, they also turned to radio communications and electromagnetic emissions as the most probable and likely area to look for evidence. So it would appear logical that if we're looking for an exchange, it would start with a device meant for that rather than a planchette on a table or a glass. Yeah, Ouija boards. Fair. So how are the realms of the otherworldly and today being bridged with technology? Well, that is what we're going to dive into a little bit more today. We can always look at those experiences that are like right in our faces, the dark web and people hacking accounts of deceased people and ghost stories on Reddit. But what about when contact is made from those who've moved
1: beyond?
0: Have you ever thought about that though? Like how creepy that would be to get a if I died, like a voicemail from me or something.
1: I'm just imagining <laughs> the voicemail that dead you would leave me. It'd be really annoying. <laughs> Honestly, no. I well, now that you bring it up, I'm like, I feel like that's kind of a common, a common thing that's explored, even in like movies. Yeah. More. Like ghost hunter shows they're all using some sort of radio frequency yeah. to like pick up on voices or noises or messaging messages that are like trying to be sent across so it makes sense but I honestly haven't thought of that as like a potential contact for me personally or like that that would ever happen to me yeah
0: no I mean EVP has been something what since like the 70s and it's pretty mm-hmm. I mean heavily relied on it whether or not it's really reliable. Yeah, there's some weird things that come out of that that are pretty believable, but I think people definitely use it um a lo- relying on it a little bit too heavily sometimes. Mm-hmm. But EVP is also like, you know, you're trying to pick up frequencies or really quiet voices. I want to talk more about like straight up text messages and dms coming from (laughs) yield dead
1: ghosts sliding into your dms yikes okay
0: sliding in everywhere they can go through walls they can pass the captcha test
1: yeah not something that i've considered
0: okay well here's some food for thought let's explore some of these experiences starting with that of pennsylvania man jack fros rest in peace in 2011, 32-year-old Jack Froze suffered from a fatal arrhythmia, leaving his friends and family to mourn his young life. After five months, one of his closest friends, Tim Hart, was seemingly getting back to life as normal when he began to receive a series of emails from Froes' email account. Can you imagine how like awful that would be? Like, all of those emotions if... I don't know, it would just... You'd be scared, you'd be sad, you'd be annoyed...
1: I was reading a book recently where it didn't end up being, like, a ghost story or anything like that, but it was, like, from someone who had died, and she was obviously, like, rattled and upset by it. I just feel like that would be so fucked. Like, it would give you this sense of hope that, like, yeah, that kind of sounds awful. Yeah,
0: you would have, like, that moment of normalcy, and then it's almost like going through that loss again, Tim had been mourning the fri- uh, his friend's life obviously for 5 months but he opened the first email the subject line reading I'm watching I don't like that <laughs> like that say? just sucks
1: I don't like that at all I So wait what's the friend's name? It's Tim and who? Jack. All right Jack. And like literally anything else like hey buddy to make that not like hey bud miss ya
0: The email's content read, Did you hear me? I'm at your house. Clean your fucking attic. A few months before Jack's sudden death, the two of them had gone up to Tim's attic to check it out and see what could be done for a potential renovation. And Jack had been complaining about how dusty it had been, as attics are.
1: No. Oh my gosh, I just got chills. I don't like that.
0: Tim says this was, quote, a point that only Jack and I could relate on, and... Naturally, Tim was not only worried, but freaked out. Not freaked out enough not to reply, but he never received a response to his his reply.
1: Okay, I'm sorry, but Jack kind of sounds like an ass. <laughs> like, you have this insane opportunity to connect with your BFF. He says,
0: clean your fucking, <laughs> clean your fucking attic.
1: attic. I mean, maybe... You lazy as <laughs> fuck.
0: Uh, you did say that my voicemail to you would be really annoying, so... <laughs> yeah, maybe
1: they just have that kind of relationship. Okay, that's creepy.
0: Tim wasn't the only one to receive an email from Frost. Jimmy McGraw, who was Froze's cousin, also received an email from the same address with an even more unsettling message. After Frost died, McGraw had broken an ankle, and the message he received read... Hey, Jim, how you doing? I knew you were going to break your ankle. Tried to warn you. Gotta be careful.
1: Again!
0: <laughs> I mean, not super helpful. Another point that's pretty specific.
1: Wow, I just love how all of his messages are kind of like, told you so. Dumb motherfucker. Get off your ass. Start cleaning. Being all smug. Who is this guy?
0: Jimmy was less concerned than Tim and chalked the message up to Jack just wanting to show that he was keeping an eye on things. Kind of just left it at that. Okay. But when you start combing through Reddit, of course, there are tons of people who share their own experiences of receiving communications from the dead. Not just shimmery whispers, but text messages and emails and DMs and whatnot as well. So one of these stories is from the user Tofius on the No Sleep Forum. And Tafius was working at a funeral home in his city while he was going through college. And he wasn't preparing the bodies for funerals, more so working with the families and like planning events. Well, not events, but services.
1: <laughs> Sorry, that's fucked up. I won't say anything on that.
0: <laughs> Sorry, services. One day, he was working with a mother and father who were grieving their late son and wanted to know what could be done about service. His name was Bobby, and he was 19 at the time of his passing. He had been in a nasty car accident on the highway. So, Tafias took Bobby's parents on a tour of the funeral home, and um, they were discussing, you know, what they wanted in the service and the the types of objects they would want buried with their son. You know, special, special little, mm-hmm. little things. And it included a baseball cap and a sports team hoodie and his cell phone, which was turned off. I don't know why he would bury someone with their cell phone. Like, I get it. We live in a digital age, but okay.
1: Well, it seems weird that his parents would want that. Yeah. Like, of anyone they would be the ones that are like,
0: put your phone away. Not... It's dinner time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's odd.
0: I'll let, um, Tafia's storytelling, just take it from here. So this is from his story. My iPhone beeps a text notification. I was somewhat surprised this text came from a number not saved in my contacts list. Hello. It read a little weirded out. I responded. Hey there. Who is this? I began heading to my bedroom and shut the door, turned the TV on and got into bed. I usually would watch a bit of TV before falling asleep. My phone beeps again. Bobby, it said. Bobby who? I asked. I hadn't ever known anyone by the name, which is a little bit surprising considering that's a really common name, but side note. You know who I am. You met my parents today. I got a bit dizzy as I read it, along with a rock settling in my stomach. There's no way this is that kid, I thought to myself. I responded, This isn't funny. What happened to him was horrible, and no one should be joking around like this. The number responded, Shut your rotten mouth. You let them ruin my funeral. Ruin it. It should have been you in the car accident, not me. You'll have an early grave, too, if it goes my way. What the fuck? (laughs) Absolutely unsurprisingly, Tuffius quit his job.
1: Why are they all so angry? i know i don't ever want this to happen to me this these are all so fucked up. like every text that you've read from a dead person i'm just like covered in goosebumps <laughs> i don't like this
0: yeah i mean none of these have been really like kind okay well Bobby. let's look at another story again from reddit The title was, My Dead Girlfriend Keeps Messaging Me on Facebook. I've got the screenshots. I don't know what to do. And I'm just going to read this directly from the post. I'm not even going to try to read between the lines, so. Tonight's kind of a catalyst for this post. I just received another message, and it's worse than any of the others. My girlfriend died on the 7th of August, 2012. She was involved in a three-car collision driving home from work when someone ran a red light. She passed away within minutes on the scene. We'd been dating for five years at that point. She wasn't big on the idea of marriage. It felt archaic, she said, and gave her a weird vibe. But if she had been, I would have married her within three months of our relationship. She was vibrant, the kind of girl that would choose dare every time. She was happiest when camping, but a total technophile too, and she always smelled like cinnamon. That being said, she wasn't perfect. She always said something along the lines of, If I cark at first, don't just say good things about me. I've never liked that. If you don't pay me out, you're doing me a disservice. I've got so many flaws, and that's just part of me. So this is for M. The music she said she liked and the music she actually liked were very different. Her idea of affection was a side hug. She had really long toes, like a chimpanzee. <laughs> Sounds like a cool, cool girl.
1: Wait, that's it? That's all the shit talks on? I guess so.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's really, like, she does sound pretty angelic if those are the only...
1: Yeah, she sounds great.
0: She only gives side hugs.
1: Okay, that's fine. She likes
0: Taylor Swift. I don't need you to touch me. (laughs) Same. Long toes, check. Yeah, people toes. So, he continues. Hmm. I know that's tangential, but I don't feel right discussing her without you having an idea of what she was like. Okay, on to the meat. Em had been dead for approaching 13 months when she first messaged me. September 4th, 2013. This is when it began. I had left Emily's Facebook account activated so I could send her the occasional message, post on her wall, go through her albums. It felt too final and too un-Emily to memorialize it. I shared access with her mother, Susan, meaning her mother has her login and password and has spent a total of approximately three minutes on the website or on a computer total. After a little confusion, I assumed it was her. November 16th, 2013. I'd received a confirmation from Susan that she hadn't logged into to Em's Facebook since the last week of her death. Em knew a lot of people, so I instantly assumed this was one of her more tech-savvy friends fucking with me in the worst possible way. I noticed pretty much immediately that whoever was chatting with me was recycling old messages from Em and my shared chat history. The, the wheels on the bus comment was from when we were discussing songs to play on a road trip that never eventuated. Hello happened a million times. Around February 2014, Emily started tagging herself in my photos. I would get notifications for them, but the tag would generally always be removed by the time I got to it. The first time I actually caught one, it felt like someone had punched me in the gut. She would tag herself in spaces where it was plausible for her to be, or where she would usually hang out. I've got screenshots of two from April and June. These are the only ones I've caught, so they're a little bit out of the timeline I'm trying to write out. Then, screenshots. Screenshots. Around this period of time, I stopped being able to sleep. I was too angry to sleep. She would tag herself in random photos every couple of weeks. The friends who noticed and said something about it thought it was a fucked up bug. I found out recently that there have been friends who've noticed and didn't say anything. And some of them had removed me from their Facebook friend list. At this point, some of you may be wondering why I didn't just kill my Facebook profile. I wish I had, and I did for a little while. On days when I can't get out there, though, it's nice having my friends available to chat. It's nice visiting Im's page when the little green circle isn't next to her name. I was already socially reclusive when Im was alive, and her death turned me into something pretty close to a hermit, and Facebook and MMOs were, and are, my only real social outlets. Though on March 15th, he sent Im's hacker a message, and on March 25th, he says he received an answer. It wasn't until I was going over these logs a few months later that I noticed she was recycling my own words as well. My response seems kind of lackluster here. I was intentionally providing him or her with emotional bait. This is actually devastating to keep them interested in their game. I was working off the assumption that the kind of person to do this would be the kind of person who would thrive on distress of others. I was posting in tech forums looking for ways to track this person, contacting Facebook... I needed to keep them around so I could gather, quote, evidence. Before anyone asks, yes, I had changed the password and all security info countless times. And then on April 16th, I received this. And it is a screenshot, and it's just messages, and I'll send it to you, actually.
1: Because, like, all of this so far, I mean, it's creepy, but it's like, there are people who can do this. You know, like, I'm not...
0: Yeah, like, I mean, there are people who you could hack into someone's account.
1: Okay. What does this mean?
0: I don't know. It's weird, huh? It's just kind of nonsensical. The no chance of passing, no chance of passing. Garage side door, no chance of passing. I don't know. It's just weird gibberish.
1: What the fuck? Yeah.
0: On the 8th of May, she sent another message my jumper's in the dryer, and it's really cold out, really cold out, cold, cold. Nathan, please stop cold freezing. I don't know what's happening. I'll send that to you, too. It's a lot more impactful when you're looking at them.
1: Oh, gosh.
0: So, the freezing... These just
1: make me so uncomfortable.
0: F-R-E-E-Z-I-N space G is the first original word that she's made. Like, it's it's the only word that hadn't been recycled from past conversations. Uh. There was another one that came on the 24th of May, and Nathan says, I'm really drunk. I miss you. Whoever's on this account, I don't give a fuck. I keep coming home from work and expecting to see you at the computer. Shouldn't I be used to that by now? And Emily responds, just let me walk. So, in the
1: I just don't know what any of this means. It's so creepy.
0: So, in the collision, the dashboard had crushed her and she was severed in a diagonal line from her right hip to midway down her left thigh. And one of her legs was found tucked under the back seat.
1: Ugh, oh, wheeze. The goosebumps. I can't handle this. So, as if, like, okay, let's say this is some um, communication from beyond. Like, she doesn't have the ability to, like, type. So that's why she's recycling every... And that makes sense, though, because
0: if you don't have a physical, like, you're pulling things, I mean, I say that makes sense, but...
1: Well, yeah, no, but I'm on board. It does seem like if you're using some sort of technology, you kind of have to, like, take the data that's already in there instead of, like, creating new.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like a spell you can't like just make sure. something out of nothing. So he he decided to memorialize the page after that last one. And he had sent um her a bunch of messages the day that she died and because she was usually home from work by 4:30 and he'd tried calling her multiple times and then hadn't heard from her. So he sends her these messages. And just for our listeners, they say from Nathan, Hey, you on your way home? Emily, when you see this message, please ring me straight away. I rang someone. It's blocked out. And they said you left at four. I'm starting to panic. I feel sick in my stomach. Please, please ring me. Emily, Emily, answer your phone.
1: This is before he knows.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. So then, July 1st of 2014, two years later, he receives this
1: but it's memorialized right yeah so her page is memorialized
0: and now just for anyone listening it's from emily's memorialized page speaking to nathan hey you on your way home when you see this message please ring me straight away please stop i rang and they said you left at five i'm starting to panic please stop cold Emily, Emily, answer your phone. I don't know what's happening. Cold, freezing. Doesn't make any sense, but it is creepy.
1: It doesn't make sense. And his original message said that he rang whoever and they said you left it. Four. Home.
0: Can you even seems send messages from a memorialized page? A
1: memorialized page? I don't know. Either I way. I kind of would expect no.
0: Yeah, I would, it, it seems like that would be something you would just kind of lose access to. Creepy, right? That's just I hate all of
1: that. Like I hate all of that. So I'm just so like I have a lot of feelings.
0: I've just got one more story for you. And it's from author John Papernick. He started getting an onslaught of delightful emails with subject lines like, click this link, or promising, you know, huge dong or something. Um, Normally, these types of emails would go into a spam box, but these had slipped through because this time they were coming from his mother's email address, and she had died over two years ago. Hmm. He assumed that some shithead spammer had hacked into her account and was using her address for shady business. John had just visited his mom's grave a few weeks back and decided to write a response to the email, laying into the sender with one of the best angry responses I've read in a while. "'Listen up, Igor, you twisted, motherless fuck. I find this whole practice of stealing people's emails for your nefarious purposes to be repellent, repulsive, and utterly despicable.' Particularly since you're using my late mother's address for your schemes. I call on all of my superpowers for you to get cancer of the balls and die alone on a freezing Moscow street, ignored by everyone but a pack of wandering wolf dogs who piss on your steaming corpse before you are butchered by a dyslexic orphan and sold as prison grub to some hellhole gulag in outer Siberia. I'm sure you have not read Dead Souls by Gogol. You might want to take a look. Go fuck yourself. Sincerely, Omer J. Fudd. Uh yeah. So he was Holy mad. Shit. He he was pretty mad. Which wow, you know, why do
1: you have to bring orphans into I it? I know.
0: Okay, no, that was really uh, unnecessary.
1: Wolf dogs. Wow. Okay, he's mad. He's I re- get
0: it. <laughs> really mad. I mean, you'd be pretty mad if someone were like using your one of your deceased parents' emails for like spam. Oh, of course. But I would yeah. just delete it. Anyway, he didn't. After sending this email, he says he felt strange and that his heart was racing, quote, as if he had just run up four flights of stairs. He writes, I was sweating and was pretty sure I was about to cry when a response arrived in my inbox. He opened it and read, You always did have a terrible temper, rooster. Remember the time you kicked your clogs through the glass door? I'll let mm-hmm. Papernick's excellent storytelling take over from here. No one else, aside from my father, knew I'd been called rooster due to the shock of red hair I had until I was six months old, and partly because of the gravelly way I cleared my throat as an infant. I sounded like a sick rooster trying to crow. I spun in my soul chair and thought, what the fuck? Back in third grade, I did kick a wooden clog through a frosted glass door in my apartment complex after my mom had sent me to apologize to a so-called friend for stealing one of his plastic army men. Humiliation on humiliation, he'd stolen worse from me and never apologized, and there I was in those ridiculous clogs she made me wear for some reason, known only to her, and I just kicked my foot out of frustration, embarrassment, and off it flew through the safety glass, shattering it like diamonds all over the terrazzo floor. But my mother is dead, and everything she ever knew, good and bad, disappeared with her. Nobody else could have known. A chat window popped up. You still there? I quickly wrote. I didn't know hell had the internet. An answer appeared right away. Very funny, the Chinaman said. It was her all right. You got a tattoo, The names of her two grandsons were inked onto my forearm with thick black lines. I asked her, like an idiot still looking for approval, if she liked it. You know how I feel about hearts. You could remember me with a tattoo on your chest with mom in the middle. It'll look lovely when you finally build up some muscle. Mom. That's it.
1: What was the original email? Like, why was the original email a scam? so like i just don't understand any of this it's so upsetting it
0: makes no sense whatsoever
1: like why i just wish we could understand from the other side like what capabilities or like lack thereof they are there you know like
0: like why are these so weird are
1: they yeah why is it so fucking weird and why is it like you have to send a spam email first and then you have this open line of communication or like emily why are you having to copy and paste old conversations in order to converse and like why did it change from four to five i
0: mean it doesn't typo you've, you've never done that i will say it <laughs> do, like if it were easy then it would be happening all the time people would be communicating with their dead loved ones all the time. So maybe it's maybe it's kind of a difficult thing to do if that's what's happening.
1: Yeah. Who knows? But couldn't these all potentially just be people that are like dying for connection and attention after they've lost these people?
0: Totally. It could absolutely be a number of different explanations. And let's yeah. look into some of those. So we know technology is unreliable, even when it's reliable. Uh, like Wi-Fi, where I live, apparently is horrible. Let's think of the different possibilities behind some of these experiences. So like voice text could have sent some weird messages, you know, like your your phone could convert like voice to text and accidentally send it like you butt dial Mm -hmm. people and strange texts could be sent to wrong numbers oh do you remember last year um, in november so overnight thousands of people had received text messages that were originally sent around valentine's day but they'd never received the text messages in the first place. And the people who sent the messages had no idea that they hadn't been received and they didn't try to resend them. Do you remember that? People were getting like an onslaught of really strange messages.
1: But that's so sad. Yeah. You send a text on Valentine's Day and don't get a response?
0: But some of them were like, <sighs> This was a perfect example of what could have happened, though. Like there were, um, you know, some people had broken up (laughs) since then Mm -hmm. and uh, some people had died since then. And someone said that it felt Mm -hmm. like a punch in the gut when they received this text message from this number that had previously been someone's active line when they were alive. So it's, you know, these things happen. And it happened with Android and iPhone users alike um, across multiple networks. Clearly a super weird occurrence. And I remember people posting about it and being like super weirded out because some of it was just gibberish. Like some things even got mixed up, even Mm. some of the characters and and whatnot.
1: I don't remember this. I didn't hear about it.
0: Another logical answer for some of these post-death messages would be the service Deadman Man Switch, which is a real service. It allows users to send pre-written emails on a regular basis to certain people after their deaths.
1: What the fuck? <laughs> so... What the fuck? Who who tells them that they're dead? Who's like, oh, user is dead? Start sending him. Oh... That's a good question. I call bullshit on this, sir. That's actually
0: Ridiculous. a really, really good question. And like a a pretty normal operational um, situation. So Brutal? Yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: Well, that... Maybe you just like set Sorry. a timer. I don't know. That's insane. Okay. But that exists? It, Have a, we Googled a, it? No. I don't want to
0: Google it. I didn't. Even though like that's a thing. So consider... Jack froze, he he had suddenly died, like it was an arrhythmia, like it wasn't a, you know, long, like, sickness that was expected. And then how would he even know about, like, his cousin's ankle breaking before? There are some things that you just can't plan for.
1: What if this is, like, not a request by the people, but, like, what if there are just predators out there that, like, look for death stories and are like, this is going to be my new victim? You know what I mean? They, they saw the crash of Emily, and they were like, perfect, I'm going to go after the boyfriend, or whoever's closest mm-hmm. to her, just to, like...
0: Like, these could be personal?
1: Not even personal. I mean, it doesn't make sense in, the, in, like, an instance like Jack and the friends, because how on earth would some random person just being, like, a piece of shit and fucking with people, like, how would they know those specific details... But I kind of feel like the one with Emily, it could have just been some sick fuck that knew sure. she died. So I um, guess and decided, it's
0: not even so much know. specifically about these cases. It's more like, do you think it's possible? Do you think it's possible that communication can be made through different technical sources with someone who's passed? Because some of these. Yeah, you can look at the different situations and be like, well, this makes a little bit more sense and this doesn't, and this could apply to that and it doesn't, but... And there, I mean, there are hundreds and hundreds of stories and a lot of them are, like, not so awful. Some of them are just, you know, like, (sighs) I love you from grandma or something. Mm -hmm. So I think it's more so just the question, do you think it's possible for communication to be made?
1: Yeah, I know, and I know I'm getting way too worked up on all of these <laughs> Cause it's just so it's so unsettling i don't i don't know i think it's kind of rare for me to be so bothered by something being like possible this really really makes me uncomfortable if this is happening to people yeah so maybe that's why i'm fighting so hard and just putting <laughs> it on like poop, can't be sick people that are just no. <laughs> I, I don't know why I'm reacting the way that I am. But, I mean, fuck, anything's possible. It could, and that's probably why I'm so freaked out right now.
0: Yeah, I think it's, it's unsettling because it, it kind of puts everything on its head. I mean, it turns everything that we, I guess, know, which isn't much about the death and the afterlife, on its head. Because... If you have to go through some means of communication digitally to speak with a loved one, then that means every other... I mean, are ghosts in different places? Like, why are some able to communicate with their loved ones or haunt in person? You know, why are some going this route? And, like, maybe right. it's just an, an easy way, like, people know or, you know... It, Things have changed and they know that that's an accessible way to reach someone now. I don't know.
1: Well, I feel like it also kind of could point towards like the afterlife isn't necessarily like one thing or one experience. Totally. You know what I mean? Maybe it isn't this like one experience, but many different experiences that are good and bad and you're connected, you're disconnected. You're, I don't, I don't know.
0: I think that's what feels most unsettling to me is that it just it makes no sense and that's kind of comforting too
1: i don't know about that well it upsets me that like you know you have one communication like jack he seems fine he's just kind of messing around with his friends and like being a dick but then you have one like emily where it seems like she's in hell not literally but like <laughs> well she's yeah some in sort of pain. pain All she's yeah all she's talking about is how cold she is and like she doesn't understand what's happening and like, for that to be a possibility, I don't want that. Yeah.
0: And that Bobby kid, he was just an asshole.
1: Yeah. Fucking Bobby. Chill.
0: Like, you got buried with your sports coat and a cell phone. You got your
1: fucking cell phone. Just chill. Play Jesus. some music. We entertained for eternity, Bobby. <laughs> what? You don't
0: like Candy
1: Crush in heaven? <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's so fucked up. He died. Um, yeah, sorry. Yeah, it just... i There's so many questions. There's so much stuff that just doesn't make sense. But still, I mean, I'll say again, anything is possible. Like, I'm certainly not saying... Like, I know that I've been calling bullshit this entire time, but I'm not calling bullshit. It could be happening. Yeah,
0: yeah. And, of course, you're. we're always going to want to point to what, what's illogical, but mm-hmm. there's only so much we know, which is very little... <laughs> particularly us so true 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 all right so Um, uh we're both kind of throwing our yeses into the hat this week
1: yeah i'm i'm on board with could be
0: confused yeses a big (laughs) yes a big shrug (laughs) kind of like the emoji like
1: fuck it i guess
0: sure why not
1: Ooh, wow that that got to me that's gonna like fuck with me all night
0: good Thanks for listening to my story. I mean, stories, yes. I guess. Maybe, Thank you. Maybe you can do some more research on um, different post-mortem tech services.
1: Well, no, I'm like very interested. Like, I would love to get on a Reddit thread right now and just start reading them. But I also feel like I shouldn't do that for my, my sanity.
0: Maybe you should for the podcast.
1: <laughs> maybe. Well, you certainly gave me a spook, so thanks for that.
0: You're a Welky. All right, listeners, what do you believe? We want to know, do you think that once you're dead, you can still communicate via technology? You're going to send TikToks once you've kicked the bucket?
1: please
0: don't well we want to know so tell us you can find us on instagram and facebook at at something weird podcast and you know whether you believe or not we also want to hear the chilly details of your stories whether they're paranormal spooky or just plain weird
1: and if you enjoyed any bit or all of the podcasts please let us know with a big five-star review on apple podcasts it makes us feel nice And it makes a difference so that people can maybe see this and we can continue getting the truth out there. So season two, another week down, finally, against all odds. But we did it. Um, We're happy you're here and listening. And until next time, stay weirdy.